Hey mamas, it's your host Ariana Evans and you are listening to episode number 23 of I See You Mama, the podcast where we celebrate mamas just like you who are growing souls without losing their own and following their passions amidst motherhood. Today's guest is Julie Kalberg, who is doing some beautiful work, and I can't wait for you her to tell you all about it. But before we jump into that interview, I want to invite you to participate in the next podcast. Yes, you, you, listener, you, I mean you, yes, you, really you. It's all about traveling with kids, and my part-time co-host Nikki Nash and I will be discussing our own adventures, or misadventures, if you will. If you have a traveling with kids story that you'd like to tell, just grab your smartphone, take a voice memo or whatever your smartphone version of that is, and email that file to me, Ariana, at podcast at gmail.com. That's I-S-E-E. Y-O-U-M-A-M-A-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. And here's the important part. You have to do it before August 30th, 2019. So if you're listening to this sometime in the future, the time has passed. (laughs) But if it's still today for you, and it's not August 30th yet, and you're not time traveling or whatever that is, send me that file. I will do my best to get your story into the podcast, and I would love to hear your story. If your file is big, you can always upload it to a file sharing site like Dropbox and email me the link as well. And I cannot wait to hear all about your traveling adventures with your kids. So let's jump in with my guest for this week. All right, Julie Kalberg, tell me all about the things. (laughs) <laughs> all about the things. All right. Okay. So Julie um, is a seamstress by trade. Yeah. By by choice. By choice. <laughs> she has other various talents. Yeah. Um, but currently is uh, doing some sewing. So yeah. I just want to hear about like how this happened for you and okay. and then the connection. And then obviously I want to talk about the nonprofit you're working with. Yeah. So Kind of how I got here to this yes, attic sewing. How did you get here to this attic? Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't lo- learn to sew as a child, but I loved playing dress up, and I loved that my mother sewed. sewed. So she sewed my prom dresses and let me go to the the Joanne store and pick out the polyesters that she would make a creation <laughs> out of. But I mean, I, I felt I felt like Cinderella with my godmother, and it was amazing. And um, I just really enjoyed that process. And um, I studied science and math, and really loved the three D math. Um, parts of my my studies a lot um, but never tied that back to something creative right um, I remember being just tinges of jealousy about classmates going into design or going into fashion and, and but I was th- I was just so hell-bent on doing something serious <laughs> that I would I, I was denying a part of my my um, my uh, desire to to create so um, it really there is like this idea that creating isn't serious. Yeah, yeah or um, profitable. Or profitable. <laughs> but the, uh, so I came along to a point in my career, I'd, I'd gone into genetics. I was a genetic counselor. I had a master's degree. Oh, wow. Um, and was counseling patients at Vanderbilt. They, they put me on the faculty. I was mid-level provider with the nurse practitioners going in and talking about um, genetic testing and 
particularly with pregnancies as a prenatal genetic counselor. So I was dealing with a lot of bereaved patients and people at, at a crisis in their life, yeah. um, needing information from the doctor. But I was the one to talk to them about how it felt to receive that information. So it's a really heavy job yeah, um, and very rooted in social work. But a small field at the time, there were only 2000 genetic counselors nation, well, worldwide. So, um, not a lot of, um, society training on how to actually cope with the stress of it. So to me, my, my only option was just to burn at both ends and just put my heart into everything and just love all of my patients and give them everything I could. Yes. But after so many patients leave, leave your door and you don't ever get to hear the outcome or whether things got better for them or whether it was, you know, something that resolved for them or whether anything I did produced something meaningful for them. After a while, that became a little bit much. So Mm. I decided when I was going to start my family, I was going to make a clean break. And meanwhile, I started um, a hobby at home of sewing. I just picked up a pattern and started sewing, got a couple of um, design books off of Amazon and started teaching myself pattern making started drafting I enjoyed the math and the 3d algebra of it yes and geometry of it and got really nerdy into it and I would I had infinite bottomless patience for it I wasn't great but I loved it and had total patience for it and I just put into a creative state with it that I felt very very drawn to and that was my calling so I was making some pretty shoddy clothing to walk into Vanderbilt <laughs> Clinic with, but I mean, the, the residents thought it was J. Crew, so hey. Right. Right. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't matter what it looks like on the inside of the garment. It's the outside. But I was enjoying that so much more than the social work uh, burnout. So when I made a clean break and started a family, I, I left Vanderbilt telling them, I want to pursue a career in sewing. I want to become a seamstress or designer, and it sounded weird. It fell on deaf ears to them because they're all OBGYNs. But to me, I really meant it. And I wanted to start on a path towards that. Um, And of course, everyone I worked with said, well, if you're going to have a baby, you can just say goodbye to that. (laughs) You're never going to have time to do that. (laughs) Maybe you can make some onesies. But, you know, I I held on to it and I I had to pocket it to some degree, but I wanted to integrate it into what I was doing as a mother because I was already going through so much change. And it was my comfort to be doing this. So I sewed crib sheets for the baby. I didn't make a lot of baby clothes, but I made some nice blankets and just, I just, some things that I could find ways to integrate, find opportunities to sew the curtains and the pillows and just be a little domestic and make some aprons, just things that I could do that were part of my daily life that made it a pleasure. Yeah. Um, And so I started to really enjoy it and I I would just get so enthusiastic and make something and it wouldn't be great, but I was just so happy doing it (laughs) that it didn't matter. It's kind of like um, around that same time I took up fiddle playing and I was terrible at it. Like the cat would leave the room, (laughs) but I didn't care because I just enjoy the process of learning. I just love learning. So I was about 28 when I self-taught to sew and... Um, by the time I had my second baby, I was uh, 36 and got up the gumption to cold call Lipscomb. They have a fashion design program and talked to them about, I want to take a 101 sewing course. I want some validation for what I've learned right. to kind of see if I could piece together some accreditation for it. And so um, 
Kathy Bates is a lovely professor there and Sissy Simmons, they, they co-chair the department and they, um, had an, a tailoring course. So I did a tailoring course with a bunch of 19 year old girls. <laughs> and here I was lactating <laughs> the baby, like that's my baby's first birthday next weekend. And they're like, Oh, I'm going on spring break. Um, <laughs> so it was a, a little different. different. And yeah. when I tailored the coat, I was still nursing full time. So by the semester end, it didn't it's fit, <laughs> which is kind of sad. No. Like I had to wear a push up bra for the, the final, but they had, um, they had a fashion show where we had to walk as models I could they totally pulled it as a surprise on me at the end but I had to walk as my 36 year old mama self proud mama walking down a little runway in front of all of their parents and then my husband being like what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) and this little jacket that no longer fit but it was great and it was just I mean who does that when they are nursing and covered in spit up and and going right. through the throes of things. It felt so good to be doing something for myself. Yeah. So I've just wrote it. And um, a little bit after Lipscomb, I heard about an opportunity to take classes at the Sewing Training Academy. Okay. And, and that is a school that is backed by Catholic Charities. Okay. Um, the then Nashville Fashion Alliance was formulating a plan to train workers in Nashville um, to go into factory work and sewing so there were there's um 300 odd individual designing labels in nashville um, there are that many designing that many, labels yes, in nashville we're right behind i did not know that right behind chicago in the really? number of designers here and so a fashion alliance had been formed during my journey here yeah. <laughs> i remember at lipscomb um uh, Van Tucker, the the CEO of it, was coming over to talk to our class of nineteen year olds and me <laughs> to say to say, yeah, this is this is a fashion lines. We're trying to do what uh, musicians did to to come together as a guild and um, forward the the business in a way that's positive for the artist. And so, it was a, an environment that was just cooking and feeling so good for me to be in the right place at the right time. Um, and especially with the Nashville growth that was really starting to pick up about that time, 2016. Um, and so the training academy was kind of the centerpiece of, of how to logistically move people into a workforce and have a trained workforce for those designers to, to rely on. And so I just knew I wanted to be part of that workforce. Yeah. Um, but I looked at that and said, well... Um, the Catholic Charities was wanting to target um, students who were, were immigrants to the U.S. who needed um, basic job training or accreditation from their life of skills overseas that they now can transfer to here. Right. Um, and so I didn't know if um, post-lactating woman <laughs> to kids was what they wanted. But they Does interviewed me. They interviewed me anyhow. And um, Trishana, the director, Trishana Quincy, is wonderful. She... Um, worked. She worked for a label in um, LA before coming here. She went through the whole design fashion label. design school. Yeah, it's a real design See, label. I'm, I got music in my head. I'm like a music label in LA. Now she no, does design. No, it's a design label. This is See? design. Um, and Switching so, gears. so Shana interviewed me with my two-year-old in the room. I don't know. We still joke about why did I bring Emmy Lou, my two-year-old, with me to interview, but I thought uh, I, she's my sidekick today. It's Friday, so I'm bringing yeah. her. Yeah. Uh, so Emmy Lou was trying not to play with scissors, and <laughs> we had a good conversation about where I would to go with this, and I told her I have infinite patience. It's my calling, 
and um, I loved um, adult education and teaching when I was a genetic counselor. I loved that part of it. And if I could ever be a part of this program as a and help in the future with skills I, I gain from it and from being out there in the workforce, I would love to give back. Yeah. Um, so she let me in. <laughs> um, and I've been kind of a, um, one of the um, most enthusiastic students, I would say, in that I've taken a lot of her classes. Every time she offers a new course up, I am there with bells on, ready to take it. Yeah. So kind of a la carte, I've taken her um, knitwear and how to sew with velvet and alterations. There's these these very um, leather hand tooling leather. Just basically anything she'll she'll offer as a course. I wanted to take. Yeah. Because it's. I mean, I would too. Yes. Just, <laughs> because it I feels like they're giving it away from uh, YouTube videos. Yes. Well, actually, I didn't because when I was really getting in my chops and sewing, I was sewing for a costume shop in my college. Oh wow. So that's where I got my. I mean, I learned how to sew as a kid, but yeah. then really, like, got, I think, proficient. More proficient is mm-hmm. the word. Yeah. Yeah. When like, you where I could a... sew, like, structured garments and things. That was college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sewing in the costume shop. Yeah. So, and you've got to find your way. I mean, I, yeah. I remember wanting to cold call when I was in, <clears throat> in college. I wanted to call up a seamstress in my hometown just to, to take lessons from her. I, I yeah. remember looking her up in the yellow pages back in the day <laughs> and then getting too shy to call it. But... You know, the, it's it's funny how our passions work and that there's always little signs is whether when we do decide to take them seriously and, and really yeah. recognize it, that's how we become ourselves and who we're really meant to be. And it's yeah. beautiful when you feel that synergy and you are doing it. So um, I've been saying for five years now that I've already accomplished my goals because I'm doing what I want to do. Right. And I don't care if I ever design something or start something or if I just am a busy worker for someone else or if I'm a teacher, I'm, I, I don't, don't really mind what the outcome is from this, but yes. I just know that I'm following my heart. So I'm really happy with it. And that's great. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. You should say that because I feel like there's this thing that we as parents understand, like, I, I don't care if you're the best. I just want you to be you. enjoying this and happy and like feel it and then somehow we lose that as adults we're like no no no. if i do not get a gold star (laughs) i've somehow failed as a grown-up instead of like this glorious i mean mediocrity mediocrity has such a bad rap but like this glorious sort of like this it doesn't have to be everybody knows about it we just do this thing and it's beautiful that's hard to face our shortcomings and our our you know things that we're not great at because it it's hurts. It's painful to our ego. It hurts. I wasn't wonderful at genetic counseling, and I knew that. And it, it wasn't something that I was really... I was, I was intellectually interested in it, but my heart wasn't in yeah. to the ego of it or feeling like I was someone. It didn't. I didn't tie my identity to it. Right. It didn't feel like I was more me because of it. Right. Um, it was a job. It was a job. Exactly. And... and Many people suffer through jobs like that all the time. Right. Like I would have continued, you know, yeah. to not enjoy it, but do it in right. many circumstances. But I guess at some point, and maybe with becoming a mother, I realized that some things are more important. Yeah. And that to thrive and get through some of the difficult parts of life, which family life, marriage life, every friendships over time, so many things hit challenges and yeah. bumps. Um, I, I, I think I've really 
I feel like I'm onto something and that I have a focus, a creative focus in my life that can kind of just help me even, not soar above all of, I'm still riding the waves, but yeah. just somewhat even keel here and there. Yeah. Because I have a goal in mind and, a, and an objective and it's something I'm looking forward to. Yeah. I'm excited about it. And you're passionate about it, which yeah. is exactly, exactly, exactly what this yeah. is about. Yeah. And the tagline is growing souls without losing your own for this part. Because. Well said. I yes. mean, how often do we just sort of get lost in, like, you know, dirty laundry? and Yeah. Or having your shirt backwards. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or, like, I might just throw up in my hair. Whatever. Yeah. And I, I love that I'm – I love – I really love that I'm discovering this at this time of life because I'm able to teach my children in real time yeah. how to do it. Yeah. And I know the example of a parent is more powerful than any words or instructions. Right. But um, I also really love – processing my feelings with them and telling them how, you know, when I get frustrated and how, I can't handle it right now. I'm so frustrated about this and I just need to take a time out and, you know, yeah, take a I break a um, and explain to them that I'm not frustrated with them. I'm having a frustrated moment, but then getting back on the horse and enjoying the next step of what I'm doing creatively and then showing them, you know what, I had a really hard, hard day yesterday and then this is what I tried differently and I'm feeling a lot better about it and relieved and it's never too late to fix something and go back and make it right and just yeah. there's so many gushy cliches in it but <laughs> thank goodness I'm showing them the right way or showing yeah. them an example well and of, that of they're, how that can go. they're plugged in and they want to like at some age I mean yeah. my kids aren't quite there yeah. um they're gonna be like ugh, mother yeah yeah, so yeah. that's coming I know eventually I know for me. and um <laughs> right now I've got we're sitting in a sewing space adjacent to their bedrooms and adjacent to their playroom because right. I'm trying to show them this is my playroom yeah. and this is how I have an outlet in life and get get through because being human you ache you're in pain you feel down you feel alone you feel all sorts of, of stuff that's not a smiley face right. and and we all do we have to figure out a way to navigate it and not go crazy yeah so I'm I think we're though next year Amy Lou's going to be five and of my friends that have did lo- learn to sew as little girls or boys, they all caught on around five that they wanted to do it. Yeah. So I've got to look out that next year I better be able to teach her to sew yes. <laughs> because she's ready. She'll be ready to ask. She already Indeed. is wanting to take scissors to her dolls, <laughs> dresses and things. So Cora, my oldest mm-hmm. is 10. She can, we started with hand sewing. Yeah. Just so she got the principle yeah. of like, this is what the needle is doing. It's going in and out. Mm-hmm. And um, on the regular, for the last, ooh, I would say five years, mm-hmm. I'll go like to my fabric shelves and be like, oh, I need this color. And I'll pull it out. And it's like a big square with a hole in the <gasps> middle oh my God. where she's Did like, she... I need it around thing. I'm like, from the middle? You need Aww. it from the middle? <laughs> really? That's right. That's what they so, do. That's, what they, that's a beautiful metaphor. Yeah. She regularly <laughs> has like... A yeah. whole, I'm calling her out, but she still <laughs> plays with dolls. Yeah, and yeah. mostly it's to design clothes for yeah. them. <laughs> and that's what that circle does. It's a circle skirt. It's beautiful. Right. It's a circle skirt. It's yeah. for her Barbie. And yeah. that, yeah. it's great. Yay. Santa made a whole lot of clothes for Elsa and Anna last Santa? year. And Ooh. I went down a rabbit hole for like a oh. week before Christmas <laughs> where I'm like talking to the doll. I'm like, does this fit okay? Oh, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm going to get back to clothes that fit me. <laughs> this is wrong. This is too much. But yeah. yes. And there's a beautiful field and sewing for dolls as well. Yeah. 
We started her. I mean, she'll start. She'll be doing her. She has a couple of dresses. We we like worked on crochet for. She yeah. wanted to make like hats and coat because it's so easy to shape with crochet for dolls. Yeah. And so we like just marched on to the next like skin. That's great. When when yeah. my um, eight year old was at Ross Early Learning Center for as a four year old for pre K, I uh, talked with the teacher enough to get to come in during their clothing unit. Yeah. And I brought in a sewing machine. I didn't mind them messing up, but I let every child in that class do some sewing some on it. Some straight lines. Just, Here we go. Just some straight lines, some bright colors. And it was so sweet to see the kids just light up. Because it is like a toaster or, you know, yeah, something else in machine. the home. It's a fun machine. And it's an that accelerator puzzle. And <laughs> you get to press down the accelerator. And um, But, yeah, the um, I was at the Sewing Training Academy then, and, and one of my... Um, classmates said tangrams those 3d pictures that you fit together for children that's what sewing oh, is yeah. that's how it relates to math it's a 3d covering of a funny shape yeah and so the tangrams i brought in with these colored felts for the class too and let them have they had a piece of paper xerox for a shirt shape and for pants shape and they use the tangrams what's to a make tangram clothes. i've never heard tangram of this. is interesting so it's a, it's a <clears throat> proportion of um uh parallelogram and a square and a triangle and I'm not sure how many of each but they're the right proportion to fit together that you can make infinite shapes out of it so you can make a llama or a dog or a (laughs) chicken you know out of these shapes and it it sparks a creativity because of their proportion that they they fit together as most human life or animals fit together yes or shapes or I can make a sailboat out of it but it's just a way of of um on a two-dimensional scale, just putting together shapes to make an item. And that's essentially what sewing is. You're yeah. cutting out fabric in pieces, and you're piecing it together and making them fit. And so there is a, a sculptural element to it, even though you're working in the flat right. pa- plane. Um, but when it's worn, it's, it's worn more sculpture. Yeah, it's it changes sculpture. shape. And it becomes architectural than when you add a ruffle or something that's fluffy on it. And, right. Um, yeah, it's it's... But it really does revolve around math and stem from math. And that's where it's taken that part of my interest in my science brain and put it into a whole new. Very nice. One of my favorite mentors in town, a woman by the name of Lynn Lesher, she was Dolly Parton's master tailor during all of the Swarovski crystal years. Oh, the (laughs) crystal. Oh, my goodness. And she has amazing stories to tell. And she's an amazing person. And she um, was lovely enough to really take me under her wing and, and teach me quite a bit um because she was a mother of twins she had twins when she started her tailoring shop wow and before that she was a biochemist what because science and math into into the tailoring business yes is a is a direct correlation and so she helped me open my, my eyes at the right time to that of a you could do that with twins really <laughs> and b um so i didn't feel as crazy taking a lipskin class yes. lactating and then um yeah just that you can you can absolutely connect the dots there that it is a cerebral art yeah and it helped validate a lot to me um, about yeah. where I can go with it and in this town you can you can dress anyone and do so many interesting things right just um, just make your bread and butter for the year just doing alterations during the CMA awards and meet some fantastic <laughs> assistants and stylists and people that are in the the machine that builds an artist right. there's so much here that you can do that um, I'm just I'm eager about that aspect of it, of just meeting a lot of great yes. folks in this town and some of the more passionate people right? Um, that I'd see at Kroger but don't know. Right. Like, <laughs> you I, know. See, I see you over there. I see you over there eyeing the, 
eyeing the pasta. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm really, really enthusiastic about it. That yeah. is really cool. I love to hear like your journey and the, your origin story, if you will. Cause yeah. My kids are super into superheroes right now. Yes. The origin <clears throat> story. That I w- maybe this would make a good comic book, you know? Yeah. The super, super woman. That's She-Ra, right. a She-Ra-like thing with the sword drawn and I become yes. a seamstress. I think about the fairy godmother a lot because as I've had a daughter reading fairy tales, I always point to the page with the fairy godmother when she's well represented in the book, where she's well dressed herself and looking younger. Because there's the dumpy version in right. Disney where she just looks, she's like, she's like schlepping in. in. And yeah, she's in a cloak. She's got some weird bow, and she's just like bibbidi bobbidi boo. Where's the you pumpkin? You make this big dress for her, but what do you? Yeah, why is she dressed like that? But there's a British lady that <laughs> illustrator she's a mom. that. Sorry. Yeah, there's a mom. <laughs> yes, a there's mother reillustrates it. There's some really great authors now that are mothers that reillustrate it, so that she's a fabulous character, and and that's important to me because there's there's some special things there too. Yeah. You don't have to be the yes the woman behind the art. <laughs> you too can be. You can do. Yeah. You too can be um, benefit from it, sparkle a little bit. Yes. So, so tell me how you got from that to the. Your Julie, your line, Julie Girl. Yes. And then I want to talk about the nonprofit mm-hmm. event that's coming up and in September. They are all quite related. So um, this spring, I, uh, Trishana Quincy, the director at Sewing Training Academy, called on me and said, we are doing a fundraiser in the fall. <clears throat> and I'm asking former students and ongoing students as I would be. <laughs> I can't yes. stop taking classes. Former students to, and also established designers who have been taking classes, um, to produce a product to sell um, with profits, proceeds going towards Catholic charities. Um, and the event is specifically funding a launch of a apprenticeship course they are starting next year. Cool. And this apprenticeship course is funded by the Department of Labor. Okay. Um, and it allows applicants to take a six-week sewing course and at the end of six weeks enter into a two-year paid apprenticeship oh wow um, in a factory setting and so then after a certain hour amount of hours are met um, after that apprenticeship they can earn their journeyman's card which is a national um, honor if you will to be able to go to factories anywhere and be working in a higher level operations there. Wow. So it really is a, a life-changing sort of opportunity for the right candidate who may be coming here to New Shores here in Nashville yeah. and maybe have experience, maybe don't have any experience, but can, can move forward. Um, and so the fundraiser is to fund that coursework launching uh, next cool. year. Um, so I didn't know that I would have it in me to do that this summer because I was looking at the kids and thinking, oh, you know, this is not great timing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready to focus on me, but I don't know that I have the gumption to, to, because even just, you know, taking the classes, going to Lipscomb, all these things, it felt like such a, a sacrifice to the, to everyone else that depends on me. Right. And so it's that, let's, stomaching that guilt of knowing that I was going to sacrifice some of my time, take away from yeah. experiences I really want to experience while my children are young, just knowing that that was going to tear a little bit at me. Yeah. But 
the importance of prioritizing myself because none of it really is enjoyable if I'm not giving myself the outlet I need. So it's True. it's that careful thing of feeling it in my stomach, but hearing it in my ears and thinking, okay, this does this ring true for me? Can I do this? Um, but luckily, um, there are fairy godmothers like Trishana Quincy yeah. <laughs> who, will, who will whisper in your ears, like, you know, you should do this. You really should. This is a great yeah. opportunity. So everyone who enters into this fundraiser gets to um, slap their own label on it and sell it as a fair here in town. And um, we were originally going to have it under the at the uh, training facility where we have classes. But since then, I'm with Jean and Willie has generously allowed us to house our so pop, we call it pop up fundraiser in their backyard on 12 South. Okay. So on September 7th, Saturday, September 7th, it will open to the public. Um, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. and we'll be in the backyard of Imogene and Willie and each having this booth selling our wares um, about 25 vendors okay 13 of us are like me just first-time sellers yes um, and then our lovely veteran friends <laughs> are going to help us through it and it's just it's basically an independent study course is how I see it yeah. because I'm able to learn so much by by designing something putting my name on it carefully taking the steps to make to make it a quality product but then also making a large quantity right um and so it's taking me through all the production steps that are actually to be taught in this apprenticeship course very cool in the end so it, it has a, an organic thing to it too it's taking all the students who have graduated and showing them okay this is the value of what you've learned and this is how you take it to the next level yeah um and then meanwhile, in June, I was lucky enough um, from that old interview uh, saying that I wanted to teach one day um, to undergo the Department of Labor training to become a co-teacher for the course that launches next year. Wow. Was that here in town? It's here at the Sewing Training Academy. So cool. the Catholic Charities is, is helping uh, support it, but it's all on the, the back of Trishana Quincy really establishing it and making it um an opportunity for so many people, but also um, a community yeah. for all of the people who have been lucky enough to take classes with her and come together and, and take their art to the next level. So many of it is, is women in transition like myself that are just wanting to um, focus on themselves and this aspect of their personality and, yeah. and take it to a professional level. Yeah. So it really is a lovely opportunity for many others just like myself. Um, and then it's also... Um, just a way to give back to that effort too. Right. So I'll be able to co-teach with it and, and actually, um, have, having actually walked the walk of doing some small batch production. This summer. Yeah. So I have a few questions. Mm -hmm. So if someone say were to hear this and be like, Oh, I want to take these classes. How could they be involved in there? Are they, I mean, I'm specifically thinking about like people who already have jobs Right. Could they take these classes? Are they evening classes? There are evening classes. Okay. Um, and so with the Sewing Training Academy basic classes, they have a six-week course that is the introductory course, and then there's a level two. After those two courses, uh, 12 weeks in total, then you can take any course a la carte after that. The specialization, like velvet. Yes. I was looking over the courses. I was like, ooh, I'm yes. going to make all these. I know. So the Atelier walks. Sewing, it is. And it's a, it's. A, you have to hand sew a lot, so yeah. <laughs> Cora would like that. Oh, um, yeah, it, it is um, a lovely um, 
resource for this town. And I think that the best way to um, see if you're fit for it is just to email Trishana Quincy at cc10.org and you can um, set up an interview if she's if she has room for it and, and see if you're a candidate for it. Because, yeah. um, you know, I was a cold call to see if I could sit in that class and do it. And I didn't expect the answer to be yes. Um, so you never know. And if it's something that's really a drive for you that you can make time for, yeah. um, you can do it. I, sorry, I really, um, you know, I didn't think that I could take it at first. She said I could be in the class, but I still looked at the schedule and thought, how am I going to do this? Right. I'm an at-home mom. That's, that's our budget. Right. <laughs> how am I going to take a course? So it's like, how can I lean on my family members how can I lean on my mom to watch the kid you know they're trying to put things together in place um and then deal with the the fallout of a toddler getting upset that you weren't there from nine to twelve on Tuesday I mean it happens yes but you know sacrifices can be made and if you really really care about it and it is a passion that you're following it you find a way yeah. Even when you hesitate along the way to yes. it. So I hesitated to take on the Sunraiser um, just in that I didn't, not because I didn't want to, I really wanted to. It sounded great. I love the outcome. I could visualize myself. I'm a Jean Willie selling camisoles and camisas made in silk. But to get to that point, I knew it was going to take a lot. And I had both kids home all summer. So how do I do that? Right. And, um, and it, it, it turns out that you know, when you're really dedicated to something, you find a way. I made sure that I could chop things into bite-sized pieces yes, and make things um, fluid in that it's just one large continuum. I have to do things bits and pieces, um, pieces of the jigsaw puzzle one at a time, and then eventually it's going to fit into something. So right now my my sewing space looks like a meat locker full of silk. <laughs> There's hanging silk pieces. They're not done. <clears throat> September 7th is isn't too far away. But what I'm working on is um, I've been dyeing silk. So oh, you've it, been hand dyeing I've that. been hand dyeing the silk. I was originally going to, to purchase, but <clears throat> it turns out that um, I was trying to find a way for a dyer here in the United States to work with, and the prices were just not... Um, not the the price point where I could really turn it right. around and sell it. In, in case I wasn't going to make a great so I didn't want to overcharge because of the the fabric itself. Right. So I I went through um, a company called Dharma Trading out in the Bay Area, yes. and they're lovely. They they couldn't get me you know too much detail about where the silk came from. It's from China, from their main silk trade. So it's not necessarily i mean lots of silkworms died in the making of this <laughs> it's, yes. it's not a sustainable fabric at this time um but i uh, thought i could just dye it here and make something make a textile for the first time and yeah. kind of make something from that um that's original so i bought dyes kind of mixed things in my kitchen like a little chemist and came up with some swatches, brought some friends over and gave them a lot of wine and asked them, are these, are these colors beautiful on you? <laughs> uh, made some samples, forced them to try them on when they didn't fit, made adjustments, stocked them down at their house and made them try mine. <laughs> um, I bugged a lot of people for this, but I just asked for help. I earnestly need help. And I don't like asking for help generally, but that's what you do when you really care about something. Yes. So a lot of lovely friends um, 
tried on different sizes for me. I made changes, adapted it, um, and I bought um, a giant cauldron that you would brew a beer in. Cauldron. A cauldron, like a witch. <laughs> and um, acid dyes are very simple. That they that dye silk dyes really easily. I thought this is a good thing to start with. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty. It's fun. It turns out in these little sherbet colors and coral is coral is the pantone color of the year living coral and so i was going is with it because i love coral i love it because it you need less blush when you wear it <laughs> it brings out the best in every skin tone and i think that <laughs> we all deserve a little of that but i, I kind of looked at help. <laughs> yeah i went to the library this summer when i was developing the colors and bought it checked out as many uh, pantone color and color me beautiful all those old books about how to pick things that go with your skin tone and so i went off of there's several some i have five different colorways and they come from summer colors winter colors spring colors all the different yes um, major tones that fit people so that there's something for everyone in it oh, yeah. so that i was being equally representative um so i've got kind of an olive green i've got a peach a coral a, a pretty pink um and there's a yellow that is just to kind of throw people off <laughs> i'm gonna put on the mannequin but they all kind of came out of the colors of my yard i was taking pictures of dogwood blooming in the backyard and thought okay i'll base it on some of these photographs yeah kind of come up with it pick tones that go with different skin tones and then try to make um, try to make some really um, logical choices with sizing and fit so that it would actually fit mothers and women and people yes. that have bodies that have bodies are and, not clothing racks. That's right, and not clothes. <laughs> so and it's on the bias, so it means you um, have a little. It kind of drapes over the body and has a little more ease to it, so it yeah. feels really good against the skin. So it's something that I think cool. makes a woman feel good when she puts it on. Yeah, which is is important as well so yeah. I kind of have it in mind as something that I would have loved to have had right. <laughs> you know right. with baby one and two <laughs> you know something that would have made me feel good something that enhances you as a, a person yeah you put on and feel good about so yeah. it all comes from a good place and um the production is fun because I love large amounts of things I like doing tedious things over and over I again just just this quality that I'm blessed with <laughs> but it makes me cheerful to be happy and busy with it and yeah. I'm nervous enough that I'm going to hopefully make the deadlines but also enjoying it enough that it's been worth it and yeah. um been showing the kids every step of the way this is how you try to start something you very know, cool you just give it a good start and can be careful about these things and but just don't give up on it just keep going and you can fail and it's you can okay. fail and that's okay too yeah yeah um so we'll see <laughs> so for people who want to support this and mm -hmm. support you they can come out to the event on yep. september 7th yes correct yes from tell me the times again so on saturday september 7th it goes from 10 a.m to 4 p.m okay open to the public is in imogen and willie's backyard um, and this is this is my classmates and I. This is local designers. Um, so it's kind of a way to get some goods that are representative of what's new and, and ongoing in Nashville. Yes. Um, a lot of these folks that take classes at Sewing Training Academy have worked with artists in the community and have have some pretty interesting stories themselves to tell. <laughs> so very cool. Um, you know, there's a lot of local influence in it. So it's definitely. Um, an opportunity to buy something for yourself or for someone that um, is very much of this moment in Nashville yeah. and this era of sound that's coming out and um, 
original work that people are curating and enjoying yeah. <laughs> right now. So you can get, there's a preview party too, the yes. night before? Yes, there's a preview party the night before. So um, if Eventbrite has a listing for it that is uh, the opening night preview. And that is Friday the 6th of September. And it's from 6 to 9 p.m. Um, where they're selling $20 tickets at the door. Very nice. Um, but that's a nice way to kind of be under the blinky lights with us and kind of get a little preview of what's, yes. what's to come the next day. Um, I'm very excited and nervous about that just because I feel like I'm going to meet a lot of folks that I could potentially work with in the future. And, yeah. and I'm, I'm thrilled for that opportunity just to to are show you, something that I've done. Are you going to make your own dress? I should make a dress for this. <laughs> <laughs> I might wear my velvet dress, actually. That you made. <laughs> yeah, I have a really nice velvet from that class. Um, yeah, so the, the design that I've gone with for these, I've been making camisoles and camises, and they have a simple ruffle in the front. Um, I might be sick of ruffles by then, <laughs> but I also may need to just pop one on so we'll yeah. we'll see it might be a game day decision on the ruffle but yeah I'm, I'm going very simple though I want to have a nice um a bouquet of flowers I'm going to go over to the flower shop here in East Nashville and yes I'm borrowing a friend of mine who's who has a floral design background we're going to talk to them about some ideas to um put together some just really simple but beautiful bouquets that are representative of the color palette I have and just the ruffle motif in flowers. So all it is is my little label. It's Julie Girl. It's what my dad called me when I was growing up. And the little tag says, made in East Nashville. (laughs) Because it's lovingly made on this little little acre. (laughs) And it's, I want to say it again, it's so pop, S-E-W-P-O-P, so Mm -hmm. pop. What's the rain plan? The rain plan? That's a good point. That's a good point. It never rains in Nashville. (laughs) Or like every afternoon. Or every afternoon. Well, you know, we sew. So I'm pretty sure there'll be some tarps and and or umbrellas um, that go up pretty quickly. They have a lot of denim over there. We'll just just cast a denim denim tent. (laughs) <laughs> Didn't t- they may do a tent for us. I, I have a That's feeling. That's very cool. Because there's, there's going to be a, a tent for it because we're going to actually secure the items in overnight. Oh, yeah, For yeah. the next day. So it's, it won't be... It won't be a yard sale, I don't think. <laughs> Although, you know, it's Nashville, so maybe, maybe I should bring some of my free-range chickens with me and <laughs> be part of the booth. <laughs> You're like, here are my chickens. Yeah. I grow my own yep. silkworms. Well, yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm really excited. And all these little uh, dresses and, and tops have to hang before I hem them. That's why they're all hanging up. Yeah. Um, so they can kind of stretch and get to where they out. need to be. And yes. And then, yeah, I hope to have enough in, in the right sizes and colors for folks. And um, I'm tabulating how I can take future orders and still um, contribute to the soap pop, to, to the Catholic Charities um, Sewing Training Academy. And then yeah. also I may may actually get my stuff together for an Etsy store afterwards and just Very kind of nice. take it from there. So this, again, kind of unexpected turn of, of where I was going. I didn't think I would be doing this yeah this month right. <laughs> you know surprise but that's how dreams are they sometimes um are a surprise yeah yeah you know, they always say like how do you make god laugh tell him what your plans are <laughs> <laughs> i it's i true. i understand that more than i ever did you know you yeah. just don't know you just kind of yeah. kind of go with what's right and hopefully you're you're getting somewhere very cool or you are somewhere 
Exactly. But, yeah. Well, very cool. Thank you so much for Thank coming. You. Thank you so much. Thanks for, for having me over me. into your attic space with your cool shiplap and your shiny tin root yeah. ceiling and chandeliers and it's so pretty in here. Thank you. Um, I love it. Thank you for inviting me over to just see what you're doing and to be, you know, observe it and carry it further out, you know, so maybe somebody who's hearing this like, I want to be a part of that or I want to take that class yeah. or I want to be involved in this way. And I love that. Yep. Well, that's, that's what it is. It's a kind of an arts and crafts movement right now in Nashville of people working with their hands again and wanting to learn trades. So yeah. there's lots of opportunities and that's what's wonderful <laughs> about being here. There's so many things you can do. It's pretty cool. I love it. Well, thanks again. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. All right, mamas. Until next week, you can find more episodes of the podcast on fine podcast apps all over the interwebs. And you can follow this podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook. Just search for I See You Mama Podcast and we'll pop up. I hope you will connect and reach out. I can't wait to hear from you. And don't forget to send me your traveling with kids stories. So until next time. I see you, Mama.